All right. I actually haven't done this in a while, so <laughs> I think I gotta restart this. I think it's about us. I think it's been about a month, Kevin. Really? Maybe. I think it's been about a month. Now since I'm thinking one. about it. Yeah, I think since the last podcast, it's been about a month okay. or more. I don't know. Is anyone listening? Can anyone fact check me? Any, <laughs> any chance? We'll see, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today's guest is Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It took us a while. Just set yeah, it up. I did. <laughs> How did it bit. work on your side? Um, the link, did it work well? Yeah, everything's good over here. This time was better, right? Yeah, yeah. It took like six tries, but we got it. Yeah, we got it, yeah. No, I had um I just had to make a phone call. Uh, guys, for you guys listening, um, we were struggling to get this podcast going. And it took about maybe, I'd say, 40 minutes or so. But uh, it wasn't bad. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the internet or uh, maybe my computer or maybe Kevin's computer. I don't know what it was. But basically, we got it done. And um, I had to make a phone call because that was my last resource. And I had to call the podcast gods. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's a thing in the podcast world. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we had to make a call and just uh, tell him to fix this son of a gun. So we can start going and rolling. But here we are. Um, Kevin, how was your day? It was pretty good. I uh, went to work this morning. Then after work, me and a buddy of mine, we went fishing for a little bit. Fishing? And then went to go stunt. Yeah. Where are you right now that you're fishing? Uh, me and my so good friend, Logan, uh, we just go fishing a bunch of like neighborhood ponds around here. That's kind of what we do in our free time whenever we're not stunting. What state? For all of you guys. Georgia. Like- Carol's in Georgia. 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 For all you guys listening, we have someone from, do you want to say the name? The University of West Georgia. West Georgia. This is actually the first guest on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. From West Georgia. Gotta show some love. <laughs> you guys are pretty good. You guys are pretty good. Well, we're all right. Can't complain. As to why I haven't had someone from West Georgia, that's that's a really interesting question. <laughs> Probably I don't know anyone from there. <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't uh i know we were talking about crimson earlier did you know that crimson came here or no i so i knew i knew he was like kind of jumping from schools um and i think i think i've seen a couple of his stories being over there i just never knew if he was actually you know committed committed yeah uh but shout out to crimson great guy he's dude. awesome Dude's awesome. Yeah, he came here. Uh, me and him, we came here together. Not necessarily together, but just kind of at the same time. And uh, ended up living together for a couple of years. But he got his master's in business here. So he was here for two years and then moved back home to Louisiana. Wow. He's been there for two years? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Dude. first year without him. Miss him. That, that's wild. You know, time flies by so quick. And yeah. a little story behind Crimson, actually. And this is what I want to share with you. Uh, for you guys listening, we were having a conversation before the podcast because I and I really wanted to talk about it. But I was like, no, let's just let's just talk about it in the podcast because it's just more genuine. Because if I ask you again, I want you to pretend <laughs> like the reaction. <laughs> but but here we go. So Crimson. So here's my background with, with Crimson. Um, you know, when I just started cheering and something that i'm going to ask you down the road in this podcast is how do you got into cheer but for me it was like 
it was brand new, right? I was like, man, I want to try. I want to go to the best schools out there. I want to make it to the big SECs, Big Tens, you name it, right? And um, and I emailed one of the coaches at you know at LSU. He's like, hey, like I'm interested. What can I do? I was like, hey, well, you got to travel here. You got to apply. You got to make it, and uh, you know all of them. Fantastic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know where to stay. And the coach was like, yeah, we got someone on the team that's gonna let you stay. And I was like, okay, bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we go, and I have no clue who this guy is. Yeah, his name is Crimson. He's going to pick you up from the airport. No clue who this guy is. I think this is my first time going to a different state, flying alone to a different state. And this is what, I mean, I'm not talking about because I'm from Illinois. I'm not thinking like Ohio, you know, Indiana, something close by, right? Or LSU, like roots. (laughs) whole nother place yeah that's a that's a good little trip god it was it was an amazing trip though he uh so he, he welcomes me he's like are you tony he's like yeah yeah yeah. oh my name is crimson i'm gonna be the one taking care of you you know throughout the whole trials so, yeah, okay <laughs> cool 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 the guy man he was such an amazing guy he offered me no, he's food. awesome he he's offered awesome. me everything he was like do you want some bread i'm like yeah i want some bread yeah and so, and so we started meal prep we started prepping some sandwiches man it was he started showing me around it man the guy i just remember that i remember the whole trip man it's how'd you know how do you know yeah, he's, so me and there was a i forget his like full name but we just called him wayne and he owned a gym kind of like maybe 20 30 minutes away from where mm-hmm. my first school was southeastern louisiana university and it was kind of in between where I lived in Baton Rouge, where Crimson was for LSU mm-hmm. and all of like the LSU cheerleaders and all the Southeastern cheerleaders, we would go to this gym and we'd be there all day, every day to like 12, one o'clock in the morning, stunting. And I started seeing this dude Crimson, seeing him every single time we were, I was going in there and uh, at the time wasn't very good. He was way better than I was. So I'd always try to ask him for help and kind of give me tips and pointers on like mm-hmm. what to do, try to learn new stuff. And we ended up just becoming good friends and he asked me what I was doing next year. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about transferring, uh, looking at University of West Georgia. And he was like, bro, me too. And then from then <laughs> on, it was just kind of like, all right, I guess we're living that. together. Here we are. The so, friendship he's awesome, just man. became stronger. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was it was instantaneous, bro. I love that dude to death. He uh, definitely helped me a lot, you know, getting here and kind of like adjusting to everything. Because it was my first true time, like living away from home and all that stuff. But I don't have... There's not enough good things to say about him. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He puts he puts everyone first, and that's oh, yeah. I, I think that's that's the coolest thing that a lot of people, you know, uh, whoever you know the people that do that, it's it's just an incredible thing. And yeah. um, he plays. Does he he plays a lot of Chance the Rapper? Yes, yes, that dude <laughs> loves his music. He loves his music. I swear. One time, so I drive a truck and he drives like a little uh nissan car so we took a couple you trips still got that nissan car oh he's yeah still he still got, got it <laughs> he still got those speakers Yo, in the back in the oh, they're loud they're loud oh but, man um, he was showing them off that time <laughs> i met him he's like dude check this out he opens so he, he opens, actually uh, totaled that car he totaled what? that car uh i get I th- i'm assuming it was after you met him and then he bought it from like the salvage company and so like it's it's a it's a salvage title and he just paid to have everything fixed it was i guess it ended up being cheaper than buying a new car or whatever so he redid everything it's nice now but he we would always take his car because it was way cheaper on gas 
like and the I bass swear, boom, boom. <laughs> he knew every single word to every single song on the whole seven hour drive that dude loves music dude oh my god man you're just bringing back memories that's god that's that's cool that's cool we're talking about crimson man what is this a crimson podcast or what's up <laughs> you need to get back hey, on here i'm sure you love it yeah man now now i really want to god it's the reason why that never went through it's like i said earlier it's just i deleted this was i was just starting out to like this whole podcasting mm-hmm. and and i was setting it up right i was editing and i, I deleted it in and i couldn't save it and I was like, bro, are you kidding me? I was like, we spent an hour or two or so doing this podcast. And after you do, if you do the second time, it's just, it's not genuine. It's not like, it's not, yeah. I'm not saying it's not genuine. It's just, you kind of have to repeat yourself. Organic. It's yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't feel right. And I've had that in the past and with a couple of guests, it was trial and error. And I'm like, oh God, like, but it's, it's obviously part of the process, right? You, you learn yeah. through it and you stick with it. And if they want to do it, okay. If they don't want to do it, it's like okay. But that—that's I'm that type of person. Then, if I already took so much time out of your day, I really don't want to make you feel like you have to do it again. Um, but it's all right. Um, but Kevin, I'm bringing you here because you caught my interest, and I genuinely want to know more on your side, more about the school that you're at, but mm-hmm. really, kind of how you how you got into cheer because you're. I mean, I don't know based on the videos, but you're a pretty tall man. <laughs> yeah, tall I'm six foot. A lot of people think I'm like six, six two, foot? six three. But... Oh wait, hold oh, no. You're six <laughs> foot. Yeah, dude. In the videos, you look like six five, six four. <laughs> That's crazy. No, Maybe we the definitely angle of the camera. <laughs> we have a guy on our team. His name's Taryn. He's uh, he's like six four probably. And whenever mm-hmm. I stand next to him, he makes me look like a midget. <laughs> Like Damn. a little person. All right. Because he's right a there, monster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how'd cheer. You, so how'd you get into it? It Tell was. Me. So I grew up playing football. Me and my friends, we always played football, uh, played football in middle school and then junior high and then go to high school, play football in high school. And it was the end of our sophomore season had just ended. And me and a couple of my friends, we were kind of bored. Like, you know, we went from having practice every day to now having all this free time after school. And we were, I had the, like a, at the time it was a cheer sponsor. She technically wasn't a coach. She was just kind of like a teacher who helped mm-hmm. with the cheer team. And we were in her class and, you know, she was like, why don't y'all, why don't y'all do cheer? And from listening to your podcast and like everyone else, it's always like the same story. It's always guys that were playing other high school athletics that were just kind of like, Hey, why don't you try this out? You know? And it was, yeah, it was like kind of the same jokes. thing. Yeah, so she she asked us, and she was like, well, look, why don't you, like, come to a practice, you know? we got tryouts coming up, and, you know, see if you can learn a couple things. And we were like, screw it, you know? We get to go to Disney. We get to be around, you know, girls. Like, we thought it was the coolest thing ever. And, uh, dude, we went, and I was hooked. And it was kind of cool because, looking back, my high school now, they've won two national t- – or, no, I'm sorry, three national titles, uh, two game day titles, I want to say, and a traditional routine title. But don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. And two world titles. And I was like, me and that group of friends, we were the first guys on the team. And we kind of started like that, like that co- co-ed program. Where are you originally from? What's I am from Mandeville, Louisiana. 
So it's about, you know where New Orleans is at? It's like, it's yeah. on the North Shore. It's like 30 minutes north of New Orleans. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So Louisiana. Okay, so that's, okay, I see. Okay. And it you started is, cheering your, you said you you said junior or senior year? It was it was the end of my sophomore year of high school. Sophomore but it really year. Okay, didn't sophomore. start. It didn't start till the beginning of my junior year. Yeah. Gotcha. So you went through all the camps and everything through the summer and then leading up. Yeah, to we that. went to um, shoot. Where did we go? So we didn't. The guys didn't go my senior year, but we went to the Beach Club Resort. I want to say UCA mm-hmm. camp. It's in like Alabama, like Florida, kind of type area, Orange Beach, and we went there and. Um, I know when we were talking earlier a few weeks ago about kind of like a lot of things kind of came full circle for me, but what's kind of cool. A lot of those people who were my staffers there, like that was like, they were kind of starting out on staff, like Ryan Claunch and like all these people that I looked mm-hmm. up to growing up, like going through cheer. It's like kind of being, I don't want to say at their level. Cause I don't think I'll ever be at Ryan's level, but kind of like growing up with them for say, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, seeing those people, um, I have respect for a lot of people, right? I, I do, I, anytime I see people, when, I, when whenever you start at something and you, and you see some of these people that are like, go with it, like, go with it. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow. That's like, is he Superman? Like, are this like yeah. the Avengers? No, there's, there's, <laughs> definitely some people, there's definitely some people I look up to, but it's like, not to not to be down on myself, but you just kind of know, like you'll never be that person. Nah, man, don't say that, Kevin. Come on. No, nah, no, well, not not in like a negative. Nah, way, man. Like... Nah, nah. <laughs> there, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be frankly honest. I I think they're amazing, but we also have to realize they're you. We can get up there if you really want to. Like if you can get up there if you really put it. Like yeah. No, you're maybe, right. You're maybe right. for some people, are like, oh, I'm, I might be a little taller, might be a little shorter. Like, you know, Dustin, Dustin, Dustin Velasquez. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, that's a good example of. You don't need height, right? You don't need mm-hmm. the extra power. You don't need to be jacked. It's really. No, technique. you're 100 right, uh, Dustin. From, you know, his time at Navarro and Moorhead, and then I think of Spencer, Spencer Clan. I want to say. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Kentucky, he won partner stunt with Whitney, and I want to say like 2018 or something. He was crazy good, and he's a he's by no means a big person. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Holman from like his time at UCF, he mm-hmm. was really good. He's not very big either. You know, you definitely don't need Do to be you... big to be a good stunner. That was one thing I learned, kind of getting into college was I thought you just had to be crazy strong, but once I kind of learned how to be fast instead of strong a lot of things started happening a lot faster and things just kind of became easier as like, you know, I started learning those things. You can do it. All right. You can, it sounds so cliche, <laughs> but you, it's not impossible. Right. So we're not talking like Michael Phelps. We're not talking about the, you know, Hussein Bolt, you know, that those, that really is inhumane. Okay. Like yeah. that, that's, that's a whole different level. I, um, but for cheerleading wise, I think anyone's possible. You know, think I think what makes them a lot of people different is, I it, it I really think it's based on what program you're in, um, you know, who do you have as a flyer, right? Are they flyers that have well-rounded technique? Are they like the fundamentals? Are, you know, it's how do you start? What, uh, what it is? But I don't know. I'm not that good either. So yeah. okay. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely a lot of credit to the top girls. Especially here, our girls are our girls are crazy here. 
Tell me more, man. Tell me, tell me about Dove. How did you get into? I mean, what was the thing that got into college, cheerleading, after high school? Did you say, "Wow, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pursue this. Am I gonna stop? Am I gonna do football?" Yeah, so I kind of knew towards the end of my junior year, um, football wasn't gonna go anywhere with football. But uh, mm-hmm. I was really starting to like fall in love with like the stunning aspect of cheer and the competition aspect of it. And so I decided to continue on with that through my senior year and then started talking to like some, some coaches at like some smaller schools and got in contact with the Southeastern coach, uh, Kat and David. And that's kind of, I knew fairly early on that that was where I was going to start because it was 25, 30 minutes from home. I kind of knew I could just test the waters a little bit and just Mm -hmm. live at home, commute and see if I liked it. But I knew that either I was going to, be done with cheer after my freshman year or I was going to transfer to kind of a bigger and you know like higher level program and uh I made that very clear to them early on so it was a good good relationship I would say I feel like a lot of people catch flack from transferring out of a four-year school you know like whereas like a JUCO a lot of places you know you go to a four-year school like a four-year university you're not really supposed to leave you know, like you started a JUCO, right. you know, you do a couple years there and then you're expected to go. But um, whenever I started at Southeastern, no one really went there and then transferred to another school. I was like one of the first people that did that. So, but I told them that, you know, kind of like what I wanted to do and what I had envisioned through like what I, what I wanted out of cheer in your college. career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and they were actually very helpful with that. But uh, once I got there, I knew I wanted to continue because I loved it even more. Like, higher level skills, like more competition, all that stuff. So I knew I wanted to continue doing that, but I didn't know where I was going to go. So then I started trying to go to clinics and reaching out to other coaches and programs and see where I wanted to go. And uh, I know we were talking about Logan earlier, my friend Logan, he said that he was going to go to a West Georgia clinic one day. And I was like, you know what, man, I'll tag along with you. I'm like, why not? And we came here and I just fell in love instantly. You know, the talent, the people, the coaches, like everything was just, it was just, it was the perfect environment. I couldn't have asked for anything better. And uh, from then on, it was just kind of like, yep, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. And this is where I'm going to finish, finish my college career out. How big is um, the school currently? Uh, it's a, D, it's a D2 school. Um, I don't know, maybe 13,000 kids. Does that sound about right? <laughs> thousand? Something like that. It's, it's not that's big. Uh, it's not small either, but yeah, it's a decent size little school. Like medium. It's like medium size, huh? Yeah. Definitely not not an LSU. That's for sure. Oh, LSU, <laughs> that, that place is huge, dude. <laughs> no, um, that's. It. I guess my next question is, what was my question? Oh, so something that you mentioned is, I think I had that same. I don't know because whatever I heard from you, I don't know if it's kind of similar to what I have, but. When I started, when I went to, I went to a school called Adrian College. And before going to that first school, because of my first college, I had all these goals, right? I had all these ambitions. I want to be like Keyshawn. I want to be like Colin. I want to do all this six yeah. stunts. Like I'm, I had goals, man. I, when I couldn't go to LSU because I made a team, but I couldn't go because it was too expensive. It's way out, out of my reach. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You know? And um, so because I was, so out of, I was out of state. And, but my goal was like, man, I want to do this. That's why I want to come here. And I ended up, I ended up settling with 
small little private school, which there's nothing wrong with it, but the program wasn't as what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I think when you were talking about, you know, you transferred, you know, I just, I wanted to go because it just wasn't fulfilling my college career. And I kind of, I had, school was going great. I mean, I was around 3.2 GPA, nothing to worry about. Like, every, like I was ready for the next four years. Everything's paid out, right? Um, but it just didn't go that well. So I ended up just transferring, taking a leap of faith to go to Michigan State. And that that point, I, because I, I chose cheerleading over academics, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was, is that something that I know you mentioned that you transferred because, you know, truly your career, is that similar to what I've, I've experienced or is it something kind of yeah. gravitated more to the cheer part instead of? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'll be the first to say I'm definitely not the best student, um, but I would say the main reason why I am in school is because of cheer, you know, and whenever I was looking for another program to transfer to, it was wasn't really too worried about academics and what I was going to get as far as school goes. Um, I was mainly just kind of looking towards the program I would be cheering for. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people do it now, but it's like truly it's, it's like an addiction. It's like cocaine or, I mean, I've never yeah. had cocaine, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an addiction. It's a drug. It's an addictive drug. And I don't know if that's maybe the number one or number two, uh, scientifically speaking. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's like, cheerleading is like that one thing that just keeps you thinking you know i could have done one more rep or i could have asked that flyer to stay a little longer but she didn't want to stay so you're like all right yeah. i can't do nothing because she kind of left right yeah, <laughs> or, or practice if you, if you if you can find the right program for you it's it's yeah exactly what you're saying like it's just it just feels right you know mm-hmm it doesn't feel like a job doesn't doesn't don't get me wrong everyone's gonna have those days where you're like man I just really don't want to go today but if you but do they not go fun, like do they not go because there's other factors going through life because i feel like there's always those reasons behind life like not it's outside yeah. of cheerleading because i feel like going to practice is probably the best thing for a lot of people and no, when, you're, when you don't want to be there, you don't feel like being there. I don't think it's because of the sport. I think there's something else. Because of an on. external, an external mm-hmm, factor. Mm-hmm. Right. No, definitely. Um, it definitely is. can be seen as like an escape. I have fun with it. But, you know, regardless of like, I, like what I was saying, though, there's going to be something. Maybe it's something else that's going on or an external factor or just one of those days where you're just not feeling like it. But for the, Probably, I would say the yeah. majority of the time if you can find like that right program for you, it's not hard to do it. You know, like you want to be better. You want to be successful. You want to compete against your teammates and everything's just fun, you know? And having the people around you, that's even makes that whole yes. experience yes. worth it. Cause yeah. you said Logan, you said Crimson. You, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you have more friends that are super close. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I contribute a lot of, everything I've done here just from everyone else, you know, whether it's people that helped me or it's people that we were trying to, you know, compete against each other. I think one of the best ways for a team to be successful is for that team to be competing against itself internally. You know, like me and my friends, like we'll be 
we'll be having like a little stunt session. It's like, Hey, who's going to hit this first? Who's going to do it better? Who's going to do this? You know? And it's like now, instead of just kind of mindlessly going through a practice, you have like a goal within that practice. Mm -hmm. So true. True. And let me ask you this then. What do you think about the respect that we give to each other when it comes to stunting, when it comes to, you know, just having sun sessions in general. Do you think there should be some type of trash talk? There should be some type of, because I, you don't, maybe I don't know, because you're currently in college, right? I'm not. Yeah. Do you think there's, there's that thing going on? Or do you think people affiliate of how society has, um, has shown cheerleading? Oh, you got to be respectful. You got to be quiet. So, you got to be like, yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. I was thinking about this earlier. So, yes, respect with your own team. Absolutely. Like if, if me and a teammate are and we're stunning and he does something crazy or does something really good, like that's deserving of respect, obviously, I'll, hey, man, good job. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest pet beefs I have in regards to cheerleading as a sport kind of – I'm just telling you like my like how it kind of started. So first time I ever competed, my junior mm -hmm. year of high school, we went to UCA Nationals. And we competed against a high school called Bell Chase High School. And we were walking past them. We ended up passing them kind of in front of the globe or whatever, walking into ESPN. And mm -hmm. everyone was like, oh, good luck, good luck, good luck. Like, you got it, you got it. And I was like, kind of looked at my coach and I was like, isn't that the team we compete against? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, why are we, I was like, why are we telling them good luck? You know, like, shouldn't we like, you know, be trash talking a little bit? And that's kind of repeated through like college and stuff like that. I feel like, yes, yeah, it's so respectful soft. Of other pro it's so it is, you know, like coming, coming from like other sports, you know, trash talking, like all that. That's something I wish that we saw more of in cheer, obviously still respectful. Don't be disrespectful yeah. about it. Oh, of course. But, like, yeah. I feel like incorporating that would just make the competition aspect a little bit better. I feel like it would want to make people, see and be like whoa like yeah. that that's that's yeah. some intense like there is some intense and like scaring your other opponent because it's like if you're confident and you're able to back it up one or the other one of them's gonna break either you or the other person yeah. because you're intimidated by them or yeah, maybe you're not a bit or something not definitely God. i wish i wish i do wish we saw more of that in the sport but i feel like currently it's still kind of I guess frowned upon. <laughs> I I think I think it would be. I think it would be. People would look at you like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, you're an asshole. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, definitely, like, definitely. Like football, I because I played football too, and I played rugby, and I remember I was like always trash talking like more like oh, you get in their heads right, and that's the best part if you're able to get in someone's head, they're they're just they're just thinking like oh boy. And yeah. in cheerleading, you it's all mental, right? It's it's really you gotta like count. You have to do certain stuff. You have to. It's just a muscle memory, and if you kind of throw that off, it's like whoa, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, no, that's another like one of my favorite things about it is every other sport you get. I mean, you play football, you get ten, twelve, fifteen games a season. You mm -hmm. know, if you're doing bad, you can go go in at halftime, make adjustments, and come back and be better or worst case scenario you lose the game it's okay next friday next saturday next sunday whatever it is you got another one mm -hmm. cheer 
make a team, you practice for nine, 10 months, you get one shot or two Correct. shots, you know, semis and finals, that's it. So there's, yeah. there is no, there is no re redo. There's no second chance. There's no redemption. None of that. It's just, you know what you have to do. You have to do it. If you don't execute in that moment for that two and a half minutes, it's, I don't want to say a waste because our coaches kind of try to tell us we never lose. We always learn. So mm-hmm. it's not a waste. If we lose, we always learn what we could have done better, what we did that didn't work, what we did that did work. But, you know, it sucks working for nine, 10, 11 months and coming away with a silver medal. It's definitely not a good feeling. Yeah, because it really, really, um, the 48 hours before leading up to the competition, you know, you have to be, am I sleeping the right time? Am I eating what I'm supposed to eat? Because those, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can work for the whole 10 months, but if the week of, you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you're, and you're you're kind of messing around and you're bullshitting the entire time. It's like, whoa, do you expect those 10, 11 months to kind of yeah. pay out, you know? Yeah. No, it's definitely <laughs> nationals. I will say the more I've done it, the easier it gets. It's less nerve wracking. Cause I've kind of learned to like, I know what to expect competing as far, like as far as that goes, but mm-hmm. so I'm able to enjoy it more now. Whereas, you know, my first couple of years doing it, it was, I was a nervous wreck the days leading up to it all the way through it, but it still is, you know, nerve wracking to an extent. Cause like mm-hmm. I was saying, if you mess up in that moment, it doesn't matter what you did before, you know, it's, yeah. p- people are going to remember what happens in that moment. They're not going to care what happened before that. That's true. Let me, I need to ask you one more thing because this is something that we're same, same topic. Um, I, I really wish that, some of the cheerleading companies out there, you know, obviously the big companies are run all these camps and competitions. Mm-hmm. There was some type of hype. There was some type of feeling to like the hard work grinding and, and the toughness that comes through that sport. And I feel like it would really recruit a lot of people to join the sport. Cause I, I mean, obviously you've seen the competitions, you've been at them, you've seen the curls, like Instagram videos, of uh, you know infinity varsity um i don't know who all the competitions make that are but obviously those are top two um they're very like passive like to like i think they've done a better job this year with kind of like what kind of videos they've shown but yeah. it's like it's not a much trash talking right maybe because of the reputation they have maybe they don't want to like bring that down what do you think um i can't really speak on like other federations and organizations because i don't really know how they run things but as far as mm-hmm. like like varsity, what do you think their 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 type of um how do they show their um the videos how do they show the the competitions they're not because they're not as aggressive right they're not as like yeah. what we we're talking about earlier like this that like like you know what other sports do you know obviously to hype up the moments they kind of hype up the the not the trash well, talking the- but yeah i think the biggest thing is you know everyone watches football even though they don't play football the only people that watch cheer are the people that cheer Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like if they can increase that audience and just have a larger viewing and and audience that would help that but as far as like the intensity of it i feel like a lot of one of the things that takes away from it is Mm -hmm there's too many divisions. So I think at like high school nationals for UCA, there's like 50 or 60 divisions. So I think 
the the title of a national champion is kind of taken away a little bit. Like it doesn't because, mean as much because there's yeah, yeah. So where in my mind, it's like if you're going to be a national champion, it should be you, your team, and only you. It's like now there's 49, 59 other teams that get to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know they can't make, I know they can't combine everyone into one division because there's there's too many differences as far as skill level and sizes of schools and all it's that also, stuff. But it's also big. Um, it's a big business, though. Like from a business oh, standpoint, yeah. no, it's, it's it's definitely huge. You and it sounds messed up, but and I really I'm so against it. But then again, it's a business, and you can't really hate on someone that's making on the business. When you're able to see the opportunity to bring in people, like it's just like a business one on one, right? When you're when you're able to see the demand of something, and how can you give that to everyone else, right? Without yeah. you know making sure that everyone feels inclusive. Well, hey, let's raise up more divisions. Let's raise up more. Um, it's for example, no, I'll definitely. give you an example. logic like you know, like a drink. For example, Prime. You know, Logan Paul. Prime, mm-hmm. you get that out to every store. Now you there's more demand because everyone can get it. Not just certain, not in the UK, not in LA. Everyone else can get it. Like now I'm seeing Prime there all, all over the place. It's like, wow. Yeah, no, I definitely get it. And I feel like it's obviously more distinct in high school mm-hmm. for UCA high school nationals because there's just way more divisions. But, you know, if you have 60 divisions and you have 60 teams that win, you're more likely to win. As a, as a team, you're more likely to win. And then if your team wins, you're going to be more inclined to go back next year. And then you're going to spend more money next year. And then your parents and all your friends are going to want to come and watch. And then they have to buy park hoppers and tickets. So it's like the more teams, the more divisions. Oh, God. The more divisions they have, the more teams that win, the more teams that win, the more likely they are to come back. And then just more money being spent. Whereas I see that from a business standpoint, and it's pretty smart on their end. However, I feel like it takes away a lot of the credibility of the actual title of being a national champion. Correct. Correct. Sixty of them. God, I, oh my God, I have so much to talk about that, but it's not about that because <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all know. I think you know what I. Yeah, I think I don't know if you know what I'm know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Here we go, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast of now, and if you do. Make sure you've subscribed. And if you're new, yeah, subscribe because that's the only thing you have, right? <laughs> if you've been following, guys, uh, I don't know. Just share it with someone else, I think. <laughs> um, Kevin, let me ask you one last thing before we finish it off. Uh, what has been your biggest motivation since you started cheerleading? Um, we talked about this earlier throughout the weeks. Um, you know, your biggest why and why do you do it? Uh, just tell me a little bit more because I, I think there's some people out there that could feel inspired by by this as well yeah so obviously I didn't have any specific goal whenever I started cheer because like I said it was just kind of like on a whim Mm -hmm. you know doing it for the fun of it but once I quickly developed the love and a passion for it I wanted to win uh growing up you know in rec sports little league all that stuff middle school junior high high school all that stuff never really won anything you know no state titles none of that you know, so mm-hmm. I wanted to do something where I could be successful at and win and, you know, be the best that I could, you know, to my, my ability. And that's why I was wanted to come to a program like West Georgia, you know, one of the best programs in the whole world. So that was part of it. But I just wanted to be successful in something. And 
I feel like I still have a lot on the table that I need to do. I know whenever we talked a few weeks ago, um, my first year here, 2021, I want to say, yeah, we, we won that year, but I was an alternate. So I wasn't on that, you know, and it's like, that was such a cool experience. And then we get back to Carrollton and I was like, man, I was this close to like, you know, quote, fulfilling my goal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I came so far and yes, I was a part of a national championship program, but I feel like me personally, I didn't contribute because in that, like what we were talking about in that moment, in that moment, I wasn't on the floor, you know, like if I wasn't on the team, it very well could have been the exact same outcome. So mm-hmm. that was a, that was a huge motivating factor for me moving on to my second year here and it paid off. You know, I earned a spot on that. I was able to touch and throw some stunts and I was super grateful for that. But then we fell short, you know, and lost that year and losing kind of reignited that fire a little bit, got me back into it again. And, uh, you know, coming back this year and just striving to be even better than we were last year and falling short again, I feel like I still have a lot left on the table and, uh, you know, there's just a lot more I want to, I want to accomplish in this, you know, before I'm done. So definitely the biggest motivating factor for me right now, simply put is winning a national championship, but it's just being successful in general, like knowing that whenever I'm done, the last time I compete, I feel like I've done everything in my power to be the best version of myself in this sport that I could be. That's amen. (laughs) What would you, what would you tell that person then? Someone that's literally going, that's going through what you're going through, or it's just starting that journey. What would you say to that person? What were some advice that you've um, struggled, you've learned from the mistakes, and what can they do to prevent that? A couple things. One, don't get caught up in social media stunners. I know it's easy. If you're a cheerleader, you probably post on videos and you probably follow a lot of people and a lot of really good people at that. And it's easy to watch what other people are posting and see, you know, these crazy skills that look so good. And like, you just think that they're absolutely perfect. But what a lot of people don't see is the X number of reps that it took to get that video, you know? So it's easy. Whenever I first, you know, got into college here, I would see these videos and I'd be like, dang, I suck. I can't do that. But then I kind of quickly realized that, you know, they don't just, come in, take one video and then be done. You know, it takes time to get that video. So not everyone's perfect every single time. Don't compare yourself to others. Cause that's just, that's just going to be negative to everyone that's and huge, uh, negative man. to your mental health. That's so huge. So, you brought, I'm sorry. I, I just had to cut you off. That you, yeah. That's a really good point. You bring up now that I'm thinking about it. Um, the amount of, yeah, you're right. The amount of reps that it takes to just hit that stunt. And if you get it on camera, wow, you can upload and say, wow, you hit that stunt. But that's why maybe most of the competitions nowadays, you don't, you don't do the craziest stunts because not everyone's yeah. going to hit it at the right time. Yeah. You got to hit something that everyone can hit cons- consistently. Not exactly. No, you're, you're a thousand percent right. Holy you know, shit. if everyone could do these stunts that they're posting first try, the, you know, some of the routines that, that are being put out there would be insane, Oof. but that's not the case, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely just don't compare yourself to other people. Cause that's going to get you, I don't want to say get you nowhere, but. I feel like it would drastically slow down your progress. Um, just kind of just do your own thing. But shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, I had another one. I forgot. Oh, 
I'll cut you off, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. I'm drawing a blank. What do you got? What do we got? Um, You were talking about... You were talking about one more thing. I think it was... So what would I tell people? Don't compare yourself to don't others. Only, yeah, don't get caught up on social media. Oh, and don't be afraid to fail. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> um, I think I brought it up earlier. Some of our coaches tell us, you never lose. You always learn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no winning or losing. It's winning or learning. And you can learn within a loss or you can learn within a win, you know? So mm-hmm. kind of what I was talking about with, you know, seeing what people post on social media. But if you go out, it, you're going to have stunt sessions where you can't hit anything. We're all human. Okay. Everyone's going to make mm-hmm. mistakes. Everyone's going to have bad days and everyone's guilty of it. I promise you every single cheerleader on this planet has just had those days where nothing can go their way. And no matter what they do, it's not going to work. Don't get, don't get caught up in that. It's just know that it's part of the process and you have to learn to accept those days and not dwell on them in terms of being negative about it, but looking back on them and learning from them what went wrong, not focusing on the drops, but focusing on like what you can do to be better, to Mm -hmm. prevent, prevent that in the future. Solid, man. Solid, Kevin. Thanks. Thank you so much Thank for you. sharing. Thank you. Kevin, I think that's about it. Yeah. That's the end of a road. That's the end of the road, man. I appreciate first of all, I appreciate you being here, taking the time uh, and doing this podcast. Seriously, it really means yeah, a lot. Thank you for having me, man. I love the show. I love what you do to kind of bring awareness to a lot of things going on in this community. Man, um, I appreciate that. It's just the beginning. Uh, we've been doing it for quite a while, but I would like to say this this brand and everything that we do here, it's it's really you guys. It's everyone that listens, everyone that's part of it. Um, that you guys are listening. Um, from bottom, from the bottom of my heart, I mean, since day one, I've never asked for money. I've never asked for for what we're doing. Uh, in return, you know, all I expect is you guys to share this episode you guys share the podcast tell all your friends tell them what's up so the cheers around the corner you know we got new episodes new everything uh but yeah all i ask is you guys share the podcast because that really means a lot and kevin once again thank you so much and uh, i hope thank you the best luck for you and uh we'll keep in touch definitely keep in yeah, touch. man of course thank you cool guys take care and make sure you share subscribe i think i'm saying it right And share with your friends. Cool. Peace. Take it easy. Take care. Peace.